0: Frank Bookman in 1935, a great evangelist, spoke these words to 10,000 people in Denmark. We accept, as commonplace, a person's voice carried by radio to the uttermost parts of the earth. Why not the voice of the living God as an active, creative force in every home, every business, every parliament? The Holy Spirit is the most intelligent source of information in the world today. He has the answer to every problem. Definite, accurate, adequate information can come from the mind of God to the minds of men and women. This is normal.
1: Hello, this is Adam Barr. Welcome to the Organic Outreach Podcast. Together, we're learning how to influence our world and share our faith naturally. We do this by providing resources, leading cohorts, and equipping leaders through conferences and intensives. At Organic Outreach International, we believe every Christian plays a part in fulfilling the Great Commission, and this podcast can help you do that. You know, I don't know about you, but if I was asked, what's one area you want to grow in as a follower of Jesus, I'd be able to answer without hesitation. For me, it would be simple. I want to grow in my prayer life. Our guest today has taught thousands of believers around the world— how to do just that through her writing and her teaching, and her name is Sherry Harney. Sherry is not only the author of Praying with Eyes Wide Open, she's been a friend and inspiration to me in my own life and in my growth as a leader. We're really fortunate to have her with us on the podcast today. Sherry's an international speaker, she's an author, editor, and she served the local church in areas of staff leadership, women's ministries, and children's ministry for over three decades Presently, she's serving as the leadership development director at Shoreline Community Church in Monterey, California, where her husband, Kevin Harney, serves as the lead pastor. Kevin and Sherry have co-authored Finding a Church You Can Love and Organic Outreach for Families. Together, they co-founded Organic Outreach International. They've also had a chance to collaborate and co-written over 80 small group study guides with authors like Dallas Willard, Gary Thomas, Ann Voskamp, and Max Lucado. Sherry has three adult sons and now three lovely daughters-in-law. Above all, Sherry has a passion for sharing the love of Jesus as she lives her everyday life in the presence and power of God. Well, that's a little bit about Sherry. Let's meet her. So without further ado, give this conversation a listen. So I'm sitting here with uh, Sherry Harney. Sherry, it's so good to be with you and have you here on the Organic Outreach Podcast.
0: It's great to be with you, Adam. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm really blessed. Thanks for taking the time. You're in the middle of, a, of a, an intensive today mm-hmm. and doing a lot of work here at Shoreline. We have leaders in from all over the world, really, which is so cool, yeah. um, talking with them about, about organic outreach and how they can work it into their churches. And, and as I was praying and thinking about having you on, on the podcast today, you know, in so many ways, um, organic outreach really grows up out of the hearts of both you and Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's the lives that you guys have led. For that's right. How many years together now?
0: Oh, 35? thirty-five.
1: Thirty-five yeah. years together. You know, mm-hmm. following Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's that's awesome. And so, I would say, Organic Outreach is just as much a product of your heartbeat mm-hmm. as is of Kevin's. Mm-hmm. And and as I was thinking about Kevin, um, he and I had a conversation earlier and talked about just how intentional he is with mm-hmm. his his life, his use of time. And I think that's one of the things that marks him yes. as as unique. Absolutely. And as I I was I was talking about. I was in thinking about your your role and the role you've had in my life personally, and I think the role that you've had in God's kingdom, I think one of the things that sits at, sits at the very center of who you are is your passion for helping people learn to listen to God's voice. So can you yes. can you tell us just a little bit about your background? Did you Did you grow up with this kind of idea that God can speak to me, God can move hmm. me, God can uh, work in my life? How did it become a passion for you?
0: Hmm. Well, I grew up in a Christian home. And my mom and dad both loved the Lord and led us in those ways, going to church, uh, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and uh, regularly. Um, and I accepted Christ at an early age. I was five mm-hmm. years old. I remember the moment I had actually heard the message of, of of Jesus and what He had done for me on the cross as a little girl in Sunday school <laughs> that day. And and and. It was, it, I heard it at home as well. But um, So on a Sunday night, I remember laying on the, on the sofa and being overwhelmed with just the story of Jesus dying for me. Wow. And um, I just remembered. I told the Lord, Lord, Jesus, I want you to come into my life, and I want to spend the rest of my life living for you, <laughs> serving you. I felt so much joy. I actually still can recall just the sense of uh, overwhelming joy in that moment. I can go back to that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's and, really And cool. just as a five-year-old saying, I want to spend the rest of my life serving you. Uh, but, and so here you have this five-year-old. Sure. And, um, and I'm you know growing in my understanding of God's love for me, seeking to live for him already um, at a young age. Uh, but this idea of um, listening to God and hearing God. Now, I was taught to pray, right. but prayer was more a, a one-way Yeah, us to God, right? Us to God. Before meals... Before bed, right? right? But then as I was growing older. Which is so
1: great. I mean, for kids to grow up and learn those kind of basic spiritual disciplines are are critical. But yeah.
0: Talk about intentionality, you know. uh, I mean, let's be intentional about praying more. Right. Um, The Bible is very clear about that, that we're to be faithful in prayer and pray continually and all the devote yourselves to prayer. So my parents were leading us in that way, and that was the right way to be. But, um, it wasn't i I didn't when I came uh, up to like say going to college, I don't really remember praying and asking God, where should I go to college? Yeah, you know, you just kind of lived your life and didn't um, ask God to to speak to me about specific things in my own life, right and uh, but that's what
1: your brains for, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, is yeah the mentality yeah I th- yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but uh going through a couple of experiences actually yeah. Um, not having a great experience at the college I first went to. Okay. Thinking back, wow, I wish I would ask God where I should go because I think I might have had a better experience. Right. That was so. I had kind of those moments where I found myself. I'm like, man, this was a you know a major decision in my life. How come I wasn't asking God? Yeah. You know where? Why wasn't
1: that part of my? Cut? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You receive this great spiritual heritage of here's what it means, here's what you should believe, you know, right. good things to believe about God. Because right. I, I know about a little bit about your theological heritage, right, right. from the Reformed right. background, yes. which has Absolutely. great, beautiful yes. sovereign catechism, God. God's, yeah. ins- God's Absolutely. sovereign, these critical things. Right. But what one thing that maybe doesn't get emphasized is this idea of a dynamic relationship where when you come to some of these critical moments of life, God actually wants to give you direction.
0: So I started to change and started um, through some hard times realizing, yeah. I, I think I should have been more intentional sure. about uh, praying more and, and listening. And As a young adult, this yes, was happening. Yes, yes. Okay. And to be led by him. But the person that really changed me was my husband. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I remember very specifically at an event that um, really uh, catapulted me to this idea that God speaks to me. Right. Um, that um, he is speaking. <laughs> am I listening? Right. Yeah. So it happened actually— on our first anniversary night, Uh, we were actually, actually happened the following morning, but we were at a, someone had gifted us with a hotel in the Bonaventure in Los Angeles. And it was a very small room. I remember that. And in the morning we had been married a year and um, somehow in the morning we were right by each other, having our kind of quiet times with God, where in the past we were kind of separate when we did that in the morning. And um, I asked him if he was done and he said, "Well." Uh, not quite yet. I'm going to just gonna spend some time um, listening to God. And I thought, oh, you're just going to sit there and just listen, you know? And yeah. I'd, I'd, I don't <laughs> think I'd ever done that, right? Right. And then so I challenged him on that. And I just said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, um, God speaks to me. Uh, wow. And I was like, and I, I, I was kind of taken aback by that, you know? And I said, well, t- tell me more. And then he said, well, why wouldn't God speak to me? I'm his child, what what father wouldn't speak to their child yeah. in a regular way, and I remembered I actually felt a little jealous, yeah, and, and and perplexed at the same time. I'm I'm thinking in my head, hey, and he had only been following Christ at this point for a couple of years, right, right, and I had been for um, at that point um, about fifteen years, right, and so I thought, wow, I, I, you have something that I don't have,
1: yeah. Did you, did part of you just think, I mean, like, because you grew up, my mom talks about a very similar experience. She grew up Missouri Synod Lutheran, which is also very doctrinal, very, you know, oriented around catechism. She grew up knowing everything about that stuff. And my dad came to Christ, you know, like he was in college and had been a hell raiser before and suddenly comes to Jesus, has this radical experience and has a similar kind of dynamic relation. And for her, it was kind of like. You know, I, I, what do you mean there's more? What do you what do you mean there's more? I grew up with exactly. all this. Yeah. was it, it kind of right. like it was that kind of, you?
0: of like that. And like I said, just sort of this this sort of a right kind of jealousy like, hey, if you have that, I should have that yeah. too. Oh, and yeah. and like and, and so and he challenged me. Wow. He challenged me. He said, "The Lord is speaking to you too. You just have to be listening." <laughs> It's a little confrontational. Yeah, but that's Kevin. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how did that So but what it was what done happened in love? Yeah, how it did stir that stirred me. So it stirred you. That was a you. turning point for me. I'm what like, happened? Next. I watched him um, and I thought I, I want I want to be like you. Wow. I saw somebody who heard, you know, God speaking to him in a in a almost a daily way, just promptings of the spirit, um, and I thought I there is something I'm missing. And wow. so I started to do that. How, how? I just I would just sit quietly. I would just sit quietly, and I'd just say, you know, Father God, if you have anything you want to say to me today, I'm listening.
1: And you would start to be- receive a sense of God yes. speaking to you? Yeah,
0: not all the time. Right. Sometimes it would just be a sense of that, uh, that I'm loved.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you said that because I, um, one of the things that struck me before we started um, recording was— You know we're here at this uh, at the I already mentioned the organic outreach intensive, and I had a chance to hear you teaching earlier. And one of the things that you said, actually I I put it up on Instagram, was um, each morning you said each morning when I wake up I want my first thought of the day to be God loves me. Mm -hmm. Yes. How does an awareness of God's love impact our ability to hear His voice? And how has that been part of your journey?
0: I think that there are so many hindrances um, that can keep us from hearing the voice of God. I think one of them is this idea that how could an amazing, awesome God who is perfect in nature, how could he love me? Right. You know, it's almost a, you know, you can say negative self-image or maybe an accurate one, you know? I mean, just like, why why would he spend time talking to me? But when you have a sense of that He just loves you, yeah, because uh, you know when somebody loves you, they want to talk with you, right? Because if someone said I love you and they never talk to you, you would doubt their love, right? Right?
1: And, and yeah, the the in, in the love is is a love. It's a refining love. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's the love of a father who wants to Absolutely. instruct us and move us, and yeah. And this idea that we're supposed to somehow go about the mission he has for our mm-hmm. lives without actually mm-hmm. knowing him yeah. is crazy, isn't yeah, it? When yeah, you think about yeah.
0: it. And I also just think about you know we think about the fact that when we ask um, when we ask Jesus Christ into our lives, um, we are promised that the you know the Holy Spirit yeah dwells within us yeah. Uh, why wouldn't there be this ongoing conversation? Yeah. Why wouldn't that be happening? Right. Right. Oh, wow. And so just a step—and what's interesting, do you know what, you know what my—what's interesting in, in this whole journey is that when I was a little girl, we sang a lot of hymns in the Reformed mm-hmm. Church, right? Do you know what one of my favorite hymns was? In the Garden. <laughs> yeah. Do a you cool. know why I loved it? The chorus. Yeah. Yeah. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he, and tells, he me. tells me yeah. I'm his him. own. And the joy that we share you know as we tarry there, none other has ever, ever known, known. like yeah. there 's this there 's this personal relationship that we act, each one of us has with the Holy Spirit dwelling in with us, yeah. and it 's intimate and it 's personal
1: I, I think so many people grow up and they can define that theologically, you right. know what I mean they can talk right. about it, and I hear guys wax you know super eloquent about that at a doctrinal level and talk about. You know our union with Christ and these sorts of things. They talk about it at this level that almost never penetrates down to the level of our heart. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. And that's and not what God wants for yeah, us. Yeah, and ultimately, even as I, I walk uh, each day of my life, uh, bottom line is I just I just want to I want to know the reality of that chorus. Amen.
1: Like, oh, that's so good. No, but really, that's what it's all I mean, about. It, it totally mean, really. is for me. Yeah.
0: I've lived enough life now, you know.
1: I've done enough stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah,
0: I'm in my late 50s. I've, I've accomplished a lot of goals that I wanted to set, really. Yeah. I really have, yep. by God's grace. Um, at the end of the day, I just I just want to walk and talk. And know Jesus. And just know that I, you know, that I belong to him.
1: Amen. Yeah. That is beautiful. I
0: loved, you know, we listened to um, Lee Strobel last night, and he shared with uh, our group uh, about seven years ago, when he went through a, a, a time of struggle with a medical issue, that um, and, and confusion kind of came in. Yes, yes, I right? remember
1: that. Yeah, yeah, and he was questioning God's love for yes, him. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he
0: shared that, you know, Lee Strobel. Yeah, a few years back, but this, uh, but but what it came down to, what what kind of restored that moment in his life was as he, as he shared was just his son reminding him that at the core of who he is. Yep. You know, it's not an author, you know.
1: Not a pastor, yeah, not yeah, a dad, not it's a just husband. Just yeah. that
0: he is loved by God.
1: That is at the core.
0: And, and so one thing that no one can take. No, absolutely. And I think that we we always that has to be our base. Amen. But to answer your question, is it's that kind of relationship. Yeah. When you get it, then you you get a fuller sense that God out of his greatness. Um, actually, wants to communicate with me. Wow, it's not and nothing about is, me. It's nothing about me. It's about everything about him. How good
1: he is. That's yeah. how good he is. And, and and yeah. And what I think I, there are people who are naturally kind of like doers. They want to get stuff done, and they'll hear us talk like this, and they're gonna they're gonna be like, well, that's just. I mean, that's some nice touchy feely stuff. But what they they I think they miss that's so critical is. What is it that we're actually called into this world to do? Hmm. And I heard you talk about this too, We're salt and light. So we're meant to really convey the very life of God into the world.
0: That's and the, right.
1: that mission that he's given us to convey the life of God into the world, how can we do that if we don't actually know the life of
0: God? Totally. And I, you know, I really believe that we, we cannot give what we do not have. Yeah,
1: that's it right there.
0: Well, that and how are how how is our faith attractive? Yeah. Also, you know, Mm. I mean, how how are we drawing people to this love that we want to draw them to? If if we're not experiencing it, if they don't see it in us. Mm.
1: So you have I've heard you tell stories, some amazing stories, um, and some of them I listen to and I'm like, whoa! I don't know if I'll ever hear God quite like that, but. I don't have any doubt that he uses that and does that. Um, I want to keep growing in that myself. How have you personally experienced God's voice leading you as you interact with, with people in your everyday life? Can you tell us like a story sure. or two? Yeah, I can something? tell you.
0: Um, I, honestly, it's just—it's more promptings. Okay. Uh, and to, uh, and how, how I've grown is in that is actually to kind of test promptings as they come. Oh, that's good. You know, just start walking. start walking. You're going to make some mistakes.
1: Don't be afraid of falling. Don't be
0: afraid. Um, Be wise. Yeah. So for instance, I was actually in line in in an airport uh, a few months back and um, we started, I I greeted the woman behind me and just a cordial hello. Well, after about 30 minutes of standing in line, not talking to her. Long line. Yeah. Yeah. And it it was longer than that. (laughs) So after about 30 minutes, I'm, I'm, I felt like God said, don't waste this moment. Mm. You know, just strike that conversation back up. And actually, that was it. I didn't have an agenda how it was going to end. Wow. I was just like, you know, just start talking with this woman. So I turned around and I said, I mean, I'd never thought through this question. uh, I mean, that it could lead to um, a A major
1: encounter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I was just really just... um, being genuine about my care for her, I said. So, I said, um, "Is your trip uh, business or, or pleasure?" And then she looks at me and she says, "Well, it's it's um, not business, but it's not going to be pleasurable." Wow. And I said, "Oh."
1: And so, I just open door.
0: Totally, I never yeah. expected it. Right? right. So I said, "Oh, I'm sorry." I'm just sat, just listen, and then she began to share with me about how it was a family issue that she was flying to, and it wasn't going to be good. It was going to be really difficult. And even as she was sharing, just some of the turmoil of her heart was coming out. So I just listened some more. Now, um, I've written a book, Praying with Eyes Wide Open, and yeah. so one of the things that I share about in that book is the reality that uh, there are great opportunities to pray. And uh, you can do it with your eyes open. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. In fact, there's, you know, there's no place in the Bible that tells you to close your eyes when you pray. And in fact, I found out that you can't even find an instant in the Bible where it says they closed their eyes when they prayed. But there are many instances where we have record, even Jesus, yeah. of praying with his eyes wide, yeah, wide looking open. Looking up to heaven. Yeah John, right? yeah, yeah, John 17, verse 1. Right. Yeah, before the high priestly prayer. Sure. The, the prayer yeah, yeah, of scripture. Absolutely. Yeah. And he prayed that prayer with his eyes open. That's amazing. So that really frees me as I'm talking with people as we're living life and we're around sure. other people. Um, and so I'm setting the table for this. So I, I, after I listened for a while, yeah. um, I said, hey, I said, I don't, do you have any faith background? And she said, no, not really. Yeah. And so I just said, I said, well, I actually do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said, I, I would just love to share with you a little bit where I'm coming from, but I would love to pray for you. <laughs> and, and then she was just listening because we, we already had been talking like 15 minutes, and mm-hmm. now a relationship was, you know, Well, and she growing. invited
1: you in. I mean, yeah. by sharing oh, this absolutely. stuff with you, she's saying, I want you to be part of that. I
0: believe, though, the Holy Spirit, you know, was setting the table, was Abs- opening that yes. door, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a prompting, yeah. and I could choose to not take that would have been and God would just use someone else Mm. right Mm. you know but I want to be used of God that's the purpose of my life you know if God's not using me you know I, 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 I want to be used of God for his glory. Amen. And so um, so, anyways, uh, it was great, though. So I just said to her, and she said, you know, that's okay. But before that, I even said, hey, now I'm the author of the book, but if you're not the author, you could actually share that, um, you know, there, there's a book out that reminds yep. us that, hey— um, we don't have,
1: you don't have to shut your eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to become this weird moment right. where we, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I just said to her, I said, Hey, um, we can pray. We can keep our eyes open. It's just a conversation we're going to have with God, just like we're having here. And she's like, yeah, that'd be fine. So we prayed as we were praying and looking at each other, the tears just started to flow, you know? Yeah. Anyways, oh, so we went on wow. our way. She gave me a big hug and, um, and uh, I got an, we exchanged emails, but we ended up staying in line for an hour and a half. Oh my. So we exchanged emails. I got an email from her about three weeks later, and she said, "Hi Sherry, I don't know if you remember me. We were in this line at this yeah. airport, and uh, of I she, do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she said, yeah, uh, but she said, I just want you to know that when I arrived at my destination, it was far worse than what I imagined. I don't think I could have made it without your prayers.
1: <sighs> just." Listening, saying, yes, Lord, that's when I ask you to step through that's a simple all. door. And the thing just... is, is
0: I'm finding that as, as I get prompted just more and more, just take it, you know? Yeah. You, that that was one of the most freeing things about being prompted by the Holy Spirit, um, just to interact with people. If nothing happens, that's okay.
1: Yeah. Right? What do I have to lose? Well, when you were talking you, you were talking earlier about just um, being willing to take the step, it just reminded me of—I um, hope you don't mind me saying you're a new— grandmother yeah oh, grandmother. I, do
0: i mind beautiful, Yeah,
1: you want to talk about that <laughs> go right? on yeah, his no, name no. is cohen i know he's, he's a beautiful <laughs> little guy he's so <laughs> handsome months, i
0: love him here let me show you a picture yeah no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding i'm <laughs> kidding
1: i've had a chance to hang out with 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 him and his parents and and just watch you be grandma and just i have to admit it's taken me back to my early days of being a dad with my right. four boys and just <sighs> which the, i was there for you, you were there for yes. that and uh and it's just incredible to see little little guys, uh, little little kids get up and start doing that, doing their walk. And it's like, imagine if a child said, I'm not going to try walking until I'm sure I'm not going to fall down. Great point. Great illustration. I yeah. mean, it would
0: just be a total train wreck. Uh huh. And the delight that even as we were around Cohen yeah. last night, all of us were just delighted at any advancement that he was showing, right, in right. his development. Just thrilled.
1: Which I think— you know, we talk about all this starts with the conviction that God loves me. He he wants he wants to move me in my life. And and yet we, we live with this idea that God's this kind of I mean, in some mind, some people's minds you hear them talk about God and you almost he almost sounds like an abusive dad. Yeah. It's like what yeah. dad would be anything but delighted to see a child take its first step and then fall?
0: Exactly. And and you learn.
1: Which which really leads me
0: to kind of the the last
1: question I really have for you. Okay. Um there are good people listening to this, mm-hmm. and they, they say, well, that, that, that sounds neat. I have no idea how I can do that. Mm-hmm. How would you help a person start to enter into this journey of praying with their eyes wide open and living a life that is not just kind mm-hmm. of a one-way us talking to God, but, but mm-hmm. a responsive life mm-hmm. that is a dynamic relationship? Well, the first
0: thing is to be a person who is in the Word of God. Amen. You know, because um anything that I've ever heard in my spirit has to be tested against scripture, yeah, and you you need to uh we understand that the 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 final and absolute authority you know for all that we do and believe comes from the scriptures right right right, so um and I believe that it's the primary way that God speaks to us, yes is through his word, yeah, I believe that but We have things. I love Jim um, Sombra has got a book out called God Told Me Who to Marry, Where to Work, Which Car to Buy. And I'm pretty sure I'm not crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's so good, you know. (laughs) Because the reality is that's not in the scriptures. Right. But does a heavenly good father care about who we marry? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big decision of our life. We should be praying about that, right? And so um, I want to make that clear because whenever I talk about— uh, how the Holy Spirit speaks, we have to understand that the primary way the Holy Spirit speaks is through the Scriptures. Amen. Amen. But then we have those things in our lives, those everyday, those, those that that prompting that I believed was from God. I didn't yeah. come up with that on my own to turn around and talk with the woman. I was actually just frustrated with the whole situation. Yeah, you know? speaking <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just like being like everybody else. Just yep. you know, and uh, but it was God's Spirit just prompting me turn around, engage with this woman. Right. You know, right? Amen. So but but that's start one with thing. God's word. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But then maybe just to do what I did is just to sit quietly. Or if you love to walk in nature, whatever posture yeah. would be good for you. Yeah. Uh just to but but take distractions away. Yeah. And get quiet. Right. Which is becoming increasingly harder to do in our culture.
1: Living distraction free is virtually impossible. So you
0: really have to be intentional. And it it actually might be really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But you've got to do it. Amen. You have to do it. So just to sit uh, quietly or stand or walk, whatever it is, and then ask God to speak to you. Yeah. You know, just just let the Lord know that you want to hear from Him. Mm. That was important for me with Kevin. That, that, you know, to be hungry for it, right? Almost fight for it. Hey, if you have it. And that was actually the thing that went through my head was, hey, I am a child of God too. Yeah. If, if he's y- talking to you, he should <laughs> be talking to me. Yeah. That was that sort of that yeah. jealousy. Yeah. Like there's, there's a something, holy jealousy. Like there's something wrong in this picture, yeah. right? But if the, you get it, uh, I, I want it. <laughs> exactly. Like I knew enough about God yeah. being a, a good father, right? Right. That if he's talking to Kevin, He's going to be talking to me too, yeah, right? that is so good. But um, So to invite him. And then also, here's something really key as you kind of start on this journey. I call it identify the source because yeah. the reality is, um, and, I, and I actually, to help you remember, is it sovereign God? Is it Satan or is it self? Ooh, yeah. Right? Here's the thing. Whether we like it or not, Satan is speaking too. Yeah. The scriptures are very clear that he is the father of lies. Yeah. Right?
1: Right. So we have to be careful. Be very careful,
0: especially as we sit quietly, right? And we um, and we're asking God to speak. uh, Don't forget that we have an enemy.
1: Yeah, and there's probably like a proportionality between like what's what's the significance of what's being said, how much how much life is going to get moved, and how much you need to be absolutely careful. It's it's. I mean, even if you're wrong, to turn around and say, hey. You know, so, you know, to say something simple to someone, but if it's like sell your house and move to Nigeria, or you know, do Absolutely. something something different, that you really need a lot of people surrounding you, right? With yeah. wisdom,
0: and that's one of the things that I also say too in my book, yeah. is that if it is a bigger decision, yeah, get you know, wise counsel, godly people surround yeah. people as you're doing this process yeah. of, you know, deciding to go to college, who you're going to marry. Those, like you're saying, um, I think that's a great point, Adam. Yeah. And then um, just to, here's, here's something that's been really important for me is to take note of God's peace. Mm. Like, and I, it doesn't have to be a ton of peace. I just call it just a, a measure of peace. Yeah. If you don't have any peace I would say don't go ahead. Yeah, stop. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean you have to say yeah. no. It just, just means pause. Because the Lord pause. is speaking, there should, there should be a sense of some peace. Amen. Now, just, um, He's the prince of peace, right? Yeah. So uh, for, an, for an example, when God called us to leave Corinth, uh, th- uh, it was very clear. Uh, he spoke to my yeah. spirit, and, um, and I heard in my heart that our time at Corinth was ending, and it, it broke my heart. I, I I wept for about two and a half hours. Yeah. I remember the moment really well, but I had some peace. Amen. So <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I understand. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so— And it's,
1: what he, it's how he gives. Yeah, it's how he loves. And,
0: you know, now looking back, it was God's plan. Yeah. You know, nine plan. years ago, that was exactly what needed to happen. so I heard him speak to my spirit. It was not something I wanted to hear. Right. But there was peace. Mm, that's so good.
1: Well, well Sherry, I want to thank you so much. Oh, but um, wait, the last thing is yeah. just
0: to submit and obey.
1: Yes. Submit.
0: <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah, you can hear it all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then you have to submit and obey. I don't want to forget that piece. No,
1: no, no. I'm so glad you put yeah. that last piece in. Because I think that's, and that really just strikes at the heart of everything you just said. I mean, I, how, how do you grow in this part of it is if the Lord sees that you're responsive. If, so true. If you're going to do something with it. This is
0: part of the journey.
1: Yeah, to him who, who much is given, much is required. And he talks about if you're faithful in little, who make you ruler over much. Those are just kingdom principles. Mm-hmm. And I think when the Lord sees in us a willingness to respond, he, he's willing to give. So. I believe that. Well, Sherry, thank you so much. Sure, it's my pleasure. It, no, it's, it's, it's been so good, such a, uh, such a gift. And we're going we're gonna to let people know how to get their hands on a copy of uh, Praying with Your Eyes Wide Open. So thank you so much. Thanks so much, Adam. Yeah, God bless. Often we view prayer as an activity that's reserved for a certain time, a certain place. We offer it in a specific way. But Scripture really encourages us to pray continuously. I hope you've had a chance to see that in our conversation with Sherry. God wants prayer to permeate every aspect of our lives, whether we're alone or we're in a crowd, whether it's quiet, whether it's chaotic, when we feel like it and when we don't. If you want to learn more about it, If you want to learn more about how to do this from someone who's done it for years, then I really want to encourage you to pick up a copy of Praying with Eyes Wide Open by Sherry Harney. You'll learn how to make prayer a continuous and natural part of your life rather than just something that you check off on your daily spiritual checklist. And I got to tell you, that's something every one of us needs. Well, that's it for today. This is Adam Barr reminding you, make time to share God's life today.